Hello, everybody. Welcome to Rough Rider Talk Radio. I am your host, Rick, and we have a very brilliant therapist with us today. I'm so <laughs> excited. Her name is Mia Zambarano, and she utilizes some good strategies and and thoughts on uh, training your mind. So we are going to get right into it and have a casual conversation with Mia. Hi, Mia. Hi, Rick. How are Fantastic. you? Fantastic. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Huh. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> hey, real quick. We went through that <laughs> storm. How did you do on the East Coast of Florida? You know, I'm kind of in Central. and uh, I appreciate you asking. Yeah, no, we, we lucked out. Honestly, we had a little power outage, but otherwise we made it through safely. We kind of bizarre we had and maybe it's not that bizarre but it was the first kind of real hurricane i've been out here for three years but it's kind of the first one that really passed through that we had a chance of it really uh, hitting okay. and we had a tornado touchdown in delray like not far from us oh. but it didn't affect wow. us so that was kind of just wild to hear that one actually touched it wasn't a severe uh, from my understanding but that was kind of wild to hear that that was a uh. thing Okay. Well, that's good to know that you made it through. There are a lot of people on the West Coast that didn't. We pray for them. Yeah, exactly. Lots of lots of love uh, and prayers to them because that hit pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have a utilize an evidence-based strategy to help athletes, business professionals, entrepreneurs, and companies reach their greatest potential by optimizing their <laughs> mentality. Yes. So I've been in, practicing as a therapist for many years. It's something that always felt comfortable to me. I loved the learning process. I loved the background. And I hit a point in my career where I really wanted to make it my own. Okay. And what I specialized in now is performance, because I just find such value in not just settling for fair or good enough, just how do you tap into that full potential? So what I've done is through my years of practice and experience and all these trainings and these incredible modalities, these research-based modalities, is compile them to meet a need for this group, this population, right? That's just wanting to perform at a higher level. And I think we're constantly performing in everything we do. I think we perform in our relationships, how we communicate, how we present ourselves and our work. I mean, really everything, if you think about it, if you break it down to a fundamental level. So that's why I wanted it to not just, because with therapy, it has to be, uh, it has to meet medical necessity, right? And for a lot of people that resonates and that's fantastic. What I was noticing though, is I would get to a point in my work where all of a sudden, all right, you met your goals, you're functioning, you know, we're managing things more effectively but now like, here's the fun part. Here's where we go above and beyond. And you can't necessarily always justify that with uh, insurance if you're going through insurance. Yeah, okay. So I kind of felt this need. And as a former college athlete myself, I just saw a largely unmet population in terms of getting support with mental health, especially where they're being asked to perform so much physically, like your mind and body are fully connected. So if you're asking that much from your body, you are also putting that much stress and asking that much of your mind. And there's no support, not no support. There is rarely 
support in that area. So I started with kind of attending to athletes and then it's this kind of grown because I saw a lot of overlap in highly competitive uh, or performing business professionals. I mean, everything from realtors, corporate, like there's so many different areas that you can just improve how you're showing up and how you're presenting yourself and what your mindset is looking like and how that impacts your reality and what you're either limiting yourself in or what you're optimizing yourself with. I relate to that personally from just being on a sales mm -hmm. side, oh, you yeah. know, in, in a company and, and having benchmarks to hit, then being competitive with the other exactly. salesmen. And not once did mm -hmm. I ever think of training my mind to help mm -hmm. with any of that. Never did I ever think I, that. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I, so many of us don't. And it's just not as normalized. I mean, even think about when you go through your education, right? From very young age, you learn math, you learn science, you learn art, you learn phys ed, you learn how your body works, you learn all these other things. Nowhere is it thoroughly talked about like emotion regulation or mindset or how your thoughts impact all these things. And this, this is just part of being human. So being able to kind of understand that process, building that awareness, that's your power, right? Where you can bring that into your control and understand what's happening and reconfigure it to work for you. That's, I mean, that's where the magic happens, not to sound cheesy, but literally. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I reached out to, you know, find guests for my podcast and you were one of the first ones mm -hmm. that responded and, and what mm -hmm. you said, just, I think about it almost all day, every day. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm obsessed with it now, but I, I never thought now as a business owner, entrepreneur, a startup mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. different things, you know, construction company, a radio show, right? I, I never yeah. mm -hmm. thought that if I can train my mind, I can show up better at everything. And until, Absolutely. until I started researching you, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you're helping already. Yeah. Well, I love that you had that experience. That makes me so happy because that's that's basically what I'm trying to contribute to the world, to my practice on a bigger scale. And that's why I love having the opportunities to come on these shows and talk about this because it's not talked about enough. It's starting to get talked about more. But I feel like it's there's a lot of white noise out there. Like, yes, we, you know, people say and the stigma, people talk and acknowledge mental health, but what does that mean? what is mental health? Like what, you know, people don't understand that just like physical health, we all have mental right. health and like, sure, you can play damage control. Like when things escalate, when things are tough, like, of course there's support there. But what we don't realize is like, you wouldn't wait until you were very ill to start managing your, your physical health. Why are we waiting until it's too late or we've hit that point to try to manage our mental health. And then there's this narrative that it's too hard or I can't do it because it just hasn't become a baseline of a practice. But when you're proactive about your mental health and you understand it's a state, like I said this to you in kind of our, our pre-talk, like you would never question someone for going to the gym to try to be healthier. Right. Why aren't we normalizing kind of just building this compassion and this understanding of our mentality and how do we be proactive and making it a healthier one and just acknowledging it so that we are more resilient when, when things come to be. Do you think it's because mental health has such a, a negative tone to it, you know, mm -hmm. oh my God, you're seeing a therapist. What's wrong with you? 
versus, well, no, I'm doing it to help. Right. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Do you think that could be just people walking around with blinders on and just not realizing, you know, what I training the mind yeah, I, do for them? A hundred percent. I don't think people are always fully understanding of the potential outcome. I also think we tend to judge what we don't understand or what feels uncomfortable. Yeah, there you go. When you have something physical, right? It seems like, I'm not saying it's easy, but there's usually very specific steps, yeah. right? And there's very tangible, measurable ways to address that, right? If you have a heart problem, you might take a medication, you change your nutrition, you do X, Y, and Z. It's very like linear for the most part. With mental health, it's, it's a very different part of the brain you're playing with. And I think that where a lot of us maybe haven't had that exposure or it feels uncomfortable, we're more quick to judge just as humans in general. Like we like yeah. to mm -hmm. be able to conceptualize things and understand them. So when we don't, we get defensive or we get uncomfortable, we get avoidant, right? So like if you have a friend that's struggling with their physical health, you wouldn't just like not talk about it. But if you have a friend struggling with mental health, it's like, I might not know how to help you. So I don't know if I want to broach that conversation. I might try to avoid yeah. it or like, you know, just let you know, like I feel for you. But, you know, if that became more understanding that this is, is something that we all like, and listen, it looks different for everybody, what your needs are. And that's why it's important not to judge, like just to build awareness but yeah, I think that's part of it is I think the less we understand or the less insight we have or exposure to it, it feels more uncomfortable and then we tend to be more avoidant. Right. And then what you said just a minute ago, somebody not knowing what to say or they just avoid not yeah. even talking to that person about that, which doesn't help. Mm -hmm. If you're their friend. No, exactly. If you're their friend, you should try and be supportive and, and help them. Right. Lead them. You know. Right. And then the, the other thing we tend to do too, is we invalidate without even realizing. So like, it'll be okay. Or like, it's fine. Or you're good. Like sometimes we realize, we don't realize that's the exact opposite of what that person might need to hear. Right. So, you know, it's tough and it, it is a skill. It's something that I very much like teach, not, to, not just external validation, but internal validation. We so often judge it. Like I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I shouldn't be struggling with this, or it should be okay. Or why is everyone else managing this just fine? And this is an issue for me. I mean, we're getting everyone's highlight reel, yep. right? When you look at social media or, or whatever else, it's either like a complete catastrophe or you're getting this like perfect version of whatever is. So it's just so hard to navigate that, I think, in general right now, too. Just giving yourself permission to be with whatever is for what's going on for you. Right. And you say you like to work with athletes or not like to, but you mm -hmm. do work with athletes because you were yeah. you were one yourself. Now, when you were in, in school and you mm -hmm. wanted to participate in, in well, Congratulations for Division One sports, man. That's that's a big <laughs> thing. I, I mean, it. especially juggling that and college work. Okay, so that, that's that's kudos yeah. to you for that. Did you did you know you did that being a Division One athlete? Did that help you decide to do this because you you went through things yourself? I'm not sure. Did you or? Yeah. So I at that point in my life, I already knew I wanted to pursue this route. And okay. I think what that experience did was just help me kind of create more of a focus and a niche, if that makes sure, sense. Sure. So like I always knew, I knew I wanted to help people in a certain way. And I, I feel like where I was, I don't know if you want to call it lucky or blessed or whatever, where I had the insight was I knew what that looks like for me. I, I knew my strengths in terms of my communication, my compassion, my understanding. 
um, because I had been through certain things myself and I knew the power of someone just like sitting with you in it or understanding or reaching out or just being able to celebrate someone else's success that always lit me up. Like hearing, hearing someone else did well or seeing them overcome something, it was almost like more hope rather than comparison for me. So I was like, I want to help other people do that consistently. So, you know, I was a captain for my high school team and just, you know, whether it was running an extra lap with someone who didn't think they could finish now all of a sudden they did, or like just showing up a certain way to, you know, lead, not because there's a power dynamic, but just because like, Hey, we're so much more powerful together and trying to like set that standard. That's something I, I carried into my work. And I think what has spoken to me more recently, even I think it's more in our face with all the things we're hearing, whether it's professional level in the NFL, seeing these players struggle or, you know, getting into trouble or now that a lot of them are speaking out about troubles with addiction or, you know, domestic violence, whatever it may be. Um, it's more like more aware of it, but it's also on the college. It's at every level, but you see these college athletes struggling significantly too with performance anxiety, with, um, you know, trigger alert with suicidality and all these other yeah. things. Like that's just the reality we're living in. So I think for me, it's, it's interesting because in the moment I saw all these things happening, right. But you didn't know what to call them. You don't know how to name it. And I think for so many of us, we still are in that place. So like knowing that you played with someone that was struggling with severe anxiety or with body dysmorphia or, you know, other eating disorders or wh- whatever it may be, you knew something was up, but you didn't know what to call it or how to help that person. So it was never like the absence of, I think once I built the concept and had this training, I was like, I could really help this population. And it's not that other people can't. I just feel like having been through that intensity of training and like understanding the demands physically, mentally, and emotionally, that's where I felt really called to attend to this population, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I wish you were there for, I, I didn't know him, but I'm an Ohio state fan. And in 2014, one of the mm-hmm. football players mm-hmm. went off and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, it's sad when you can't help everybody, but you're helping some. So that's awesome. I think even, and that's why, again, I love having these conversations because, you know, I, I'm one person. I can't, I would love to, <laughs> I can't help everyone, would certainly love to listen. If I, hey, I want to get on your list, about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, I feel like by having these conversations, it brings more awareness to different people. And my hope is to inspire other people to, you know, at the very least talk about it or acknowledge right. it, if reach not out. get into action, sure, reach out to a teammate yeah. or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Um, what is another part of your business? Is it Levi or Levy? Levy. Levy. Okay. Yeah. Is it just strictly, you know, uh, therapy and all that? Or is there some other parts to it as well? So there's, there's kind of two components. So for me, I, like I said, I do the traditional therapy, whether it's once a week, every other week, um, traditionally I start with once okay. a week individual therapy sessions. So I do that piece too. Uh, as I mentioned though, really where I'm specializing these days and my focus is in this performance consultation and it's really a full experience. So this is for someone again, that has identified a need or like wanting more, wanting to do more, maybe is going through a big life transition, or maybe is feeling anxious or uncomfortable with taking the next step. Maybe you're moving 
across country, or maybe like you're struggling in your relationships or how you portray yourself or how you communicate or in your business, you're wanting to show up in a different way, or you're just noticing these barriers that are keeping you from getting to a next level, right? right? Maybe you're limiting yourself and telling yourself what's possible or what's not possible or what you can and can't have. So that's where I step in with this performance consultation, right? Like someone who really knows that they could do more and they want more. They're just not quite sure how to get there. And that can look like, so I typically do packages because I feel like to fully get the outcome you want, you got to spend some time doing it. So there's different options, but it's definitely a time period, at least like six weeks, typically six to 12 weeks where we work together and we're, we might be meeting just once a week, but you also have, you know, specific access to me in terms of follow through. And I always start with a performance appraisal. So you're take kind of this quiz that I'd be happy to provide with your listeners, by the way, we'll, we'll give them like a means of accessing that for, you know, complimentary, just, it's a nice, like kind of mindfulness practice um, to build your awareness. So it's like an inventory that you can kind of go through and see where you might be struggling. And then our work together is really taking it apart and making it meet your needs of like, where are we approaching us? And I have a system, a framework that's built out that utilizes and incorporates these evidence-based practices, but it's very much tailored to your experience. So that's like, that's really fun for me. I, I love doing that because I do it on a team level. I do it individually. Um, and that's really like where the enhancement and the optimization comes in. Cool. So what is your breakup of your, uh, of your clientele right now, as far as athletes, entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. business professionals, just lay people, maybe a stay-at-home mom, or what? What's the what's the break? Who who who's reaching out to you for your right? Help right now? Yeah, what no, that's who's... yeah. So it's interesting. I, I like it tends to be all over the map, but I notice kind of waves. So right now, okay. I'd say my like highest percentage is college athletes. College athletes, okay, um, cool. Mm-hmm. College athletes, uh, just because I feel like we're in a place where they are being asked so much of themselves. And for so many, it's a huge transition just going off to college, where you're being asked to take on a workload that's different, that like a structure that you're not like you're having to create your own structure. Right. And you're also being asked to physically exert yourself more intensely than you ever have. Right. So yeah. what I've realized and I've taken, I've done surveys, I've looked at research, I've tried to conduct a little bit of our own research and it just seems like this is across the board and it's just, they're not being asked, but the NCAA is doing better of like kind of taking inventory and seeing what's going on. Um, you know, unfortunately I think they've kind of had their hand forced in that, but there are different ways that are, they're kind of taking inventory and measuring so that there can be an identified need that is hopefully met. So that's where that's where a lot of my work is right now, and I really enjoy that population. Again, it's also near and dear to sure. me. So being an athlete yourself, that's the prime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a lot of realtors, believe it or not, but like you were saying with sales, it's how you portray yourself is going to be what people respond right. to. So much of that is nonverbal. So like your performance, it gives a whole new meaning. If you're going into something being like they're not going to want to deal with me, or I'm annoying someone, or I'm inconvenienced that's exactly what they're going to respond to. So it's it's also like, what are you bringing in personally that might be impacting how you're showing up to this thing? And how do we rewire that, if you will? So, but I mean, honestly, like, you know, 
parents like any anyone because again how you show well how how you show up uh, it, it like totally impacts your reality and the quality of your life so you know even so if you're struggling in one area to think that's not going to impact you in other areas is you know uh, yeah. it's not a helpful belief have i got a story for you you would love this <laughs> i i gosh 30 40 years ago right this is how long it was mm-hmm. I had a friend. Her name was Robin. We worked together. She had a brother. His name was Jimmy. And she goes, man, you need to meet my brother, Jimmy. He's really cool. And Jimmy and I are great friends to this very day. So I really appreciate her. Mm -hmm. So we, we go over Jimmy's parents' house and I see his mom and dad for the first time. Now, Jimmy had some mooches for friends back then. Jimmy always had money and worked Mm. and his friends didn't. So he always had to pay for Mm -hmm. everything, right? So Mm -hmm. my words to Jimmy's parents were, this is what I said. Hey, I'm going to change him instead of saying I'm going to be a change for him because I'm working. Mm -hmm. And when we hang out, I'll treat him to dinner. That's what I meant. But me saying that to this very day, his parents hate me and can't stand me because they thought I was going to try and change their little boy. So I get that. I get what you're saying that, you know, when you show up and and I I think about it now as being in business, if I just say Mm -hmm. the wrong thing to one of my clients, it's it's not over. I mean, your your performance can can make up for that. But, but when right. you're talking to somebody's parents, you know, about being a friend, you you can't, you know, mm-hmm. there's no performance that's going to really show them. So, so I get what you say about showing up, being the best self you can be and training your mind not to say dumb things, I guess, if you will, if you're, if you're in business. <laughs> it's not even dumb. It's just like, listen, we're, and none of this is like trying to aim for perfection. We're human. Sure. We're going to make mistakes. I think there's also a compassionate side of this. Where, you know, if we make a mistake, which is bound to happen, how are you then going about it? Like, what's that process look like? Are you completely defeating yourself? And like, I screwed up and now it's over to your point. Or is it like, how do I get back on the horse? How do I not let this define me rather be a teaching point or a learning point or a pivotal point even in my career, my life, my relationships, et cetera, to be able to take a step back and be like, that didn't work. What will work? I do that. I do that. Exactly. Almost the same terminology mm-hmm. that you used. Why would I let this mm-hmm. define me or who I am? It's right. just one yeah. mistake. I'm I'm greater than this. I'm better than this. My company's better than this. I do great every day. I had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Re- right, recover exactly. from it. Fix it. Don't let that be your defining moment. Right. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, though, so many people struggle with it. Yeah, sometimes I do. I'll, I'll go two days dwelling on it instead of going, man, I can. Fix yeah, that. that's nothing. I right. can get through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like, you know, for some of us, it feels very much feels like the world's ending in that moment. And that's where this mindset training comes in is like not just like how do you build your resilience up to that? So, you know, that that's not the case when it happens in real time while still validating like I need to attend to this emotion. If I try to disregard it or avoid it, it's just going to build, right? And then how do I also manage when it? Well, I think up? that's where you need some help. Sometimes you can't do it mm-hmm. on your own. Sometimes you got to no, you exactly. got to know exactly. to ask for help. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. don't be 
Yeah. And it's only going to improve your experience. It's not, that's not a weakness thing. I know people have probably heard that, um, you know, getting help or getting support. Like if you look at some of the most successful people, they're not doing it on their own. They have people working with them, for them, coaching them, teaching them behind the scenes. Because if you don't do that, you're you're only limiting and hurting right. yourself. You can't expect to be an expert in everything. You can't expect to know everything. I certainly wouldn't say that I can do that for myself. So it's, you know, that's where growth happens is where you're allowing feedback or, you know, new insights to help you get to that next level. And that's where I, you know, I focus on the performance aspect of it. I would never give someone financial advice that that's not my thing. (laughs) You know, I would like, there are certain limitations that I know um, that I can help with and that I can't. And I think that that's where we can really enhance our experience is just being open to getting feedback and going back to the mental health conversation. I feel like some of us feel so much guilt or shame or have gone through so much traumatic invalidation of like, you're not supposed to feel this way or get over it or rub some dirt in it um, that we don't know what to do with it. Or we just don't feel like we're supposed to talk about it. And then it goes unresolved and then becomes this thing that we just don't even know how to touch. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is your long-term goal for for yourself and the company my long-term yeah, goal this is i mean for you and the i know you, you went yeah, there okay. Rick. let's go there I, i'm sorry <laughs> no don't be sorry i love it um so for me personally like i think something that's kept me alive in what i do right because there's no secret being a therapist it's an extremely high turnover and burnout rate So I think what's been so important for me is adding my own creative twist, is talking about it, is using my creative expression. I love to write. Um, I published a children's book. I'm working on publishing a book around performance now. So like just finding different outlets, I really feel like I really try to practice what I preach. So like there is no limit. I don't know exactly what it's going to look like. But what I do know is I want to get in front of as many people as possible to talk about these things because I truly think... I know that it can really be a difference for someone and change their life. And I've seen it happen. And that's what keeps me going in this work is I see whether it's on an individual level or a group level or whatever it may be, but just getting that feedback of like, this was profound or, or just realizing something about yourself or seeing you break through barriers that you didn't even realize what was holding you back. It's just really incredible. So any way I can continue to extend that, and increase my visibility so that I can get more people either doing this work or just acknowledging it so they can improve their life. Uh, that's really where I see this going. That's awesome. Now, Thank the you. next question in relation to that is, mm-hmm. is there enough time in the day for you to complete everything that you want to do every day? Well, with a 10 month old, no, <laughs> there's never enough time. Um, but here, here's the thing, right? We go through different seasons of our lives. So I'm, again, like I'm trying to extend that compassion to myself. And I think right now going on podcasts, pursuing TV, like pursuing different things where I'm working like harder, smarter, not harder necessarily. Again, I'm, I'm certainly a believer in hard work, but I don't always think that more hours equals more success. I think that you have to be very strategic and intentional about what you're doing. So I'm working on consolidating so there are enough hours. 
and prioritizing because like I said, I am, I'm working on a manuscript. I'm doing this. I'm doing my face-to-face -face time. Why work. So <laughs> that's an, yeah, that's an ongoing process for me. A hundred percent. Like I'm human too. I, I, you know, it's not perfect, but you know, sometimes just taking action is the starting point. And, um, you know, that that's another reason this is also important to me. I want my kids to see that anything is possible. So that's a huge motivating factor for me too. I don't want them to think that they're limited or they have to, you know, fit into a perfect box. I want them to know that these conversations are important and that, you know, they can pursue what they want. Awesome. Now, is this your first child? I'm actually pregnant. <laughs> So awesome. yes, I have my, my first is a boy, awesome. 10 months, and then I'm, I'm pregnant with a little girl. Oh, right there now. you go. Congratulations to both. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Thank did you. Did you happen to name the boy Rick? <laughs> I didn't. You I didn't did know not. Me, Sorry, so. Rick. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know, know you yet, yet, in so. fairness. <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, I did not know right, you yet. Right. Hey, so listen, so how long have we known each other? A week and a half, maybe two weeks now? since we met About okay. mm -hmm. and I have been so intrigued, you know, that, <clears throat> and I've approached you before and adding you, you know, to your, to your clientele, taking on a new, <laughs> a new member. We need to talk about that. Seriously. I do. <laughs> well, I know you are, we're coming up on your time. So I'll be very, very respectful of that. I do appreciate you coming on and and talking with everybody and letting us know who you are and i hope i really do hope that if we don't work together that you'll be more than happy to come on the show again and talk about some i'm other sure things. i'll be back Excellent. yeah i really appreciate you having me thank you Rick. okay great and one thing i'll say when when we leave the studio we can still talk for mm -hmm. a couple minutes so i do want to get that link because i can put it to the description for everybody that you're yep. saying, your questionnaire, I think that you have people fill out for you. Yeah. So if, um, you know, we'll get all the information to you guys in the show notes, right. but basically if you email me with the subject rough rider talk radio, I will send you the complimentary, uh, complete performance appraisal. And it also comes with a performance tracking card that basically just helps bring awareness each day of like what's going on. How are you attending to these things? Are you not able to attend to these things? It's really just an opportunity to bring awareness that you can create your own action steps Excellent. or you can schedule a free consultation with me. We can always meet for 15 minutes and kind of talk about where you'd want to start if one of the programs is appropriate for you. So that's something that your guests will have access to. Oh, that's to fantastic. We appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Well, I do want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I think, yeah, thank you for having I me. I think you are going to add some great credibility for us. Rough Rider Talk well, I'm Radio. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> I'm happy to yeah. hear that. All right. Well, thank you very much. And we are going to sign off. <laughs>